20, I'm in case emergency. Ain't no cap in my rock. Really, I know it's the truck. More profit mean extra. Emma White out full of pressure. That cereal milk smoking right. But that Obama right, so special. Kansas City, I'm a chief. Shout out to K5 on this one. Country thinking I was hushing. I always had it on me. Booming like OJ the Juice. Till a nigga told on me. Run down this relentless. Ain't no love, we ain't friendly. If she want me on him. No the law, she get the business. No the law, still the model. Empire. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. This is the Birds of a Feather podcast with your boy Q City. We're going to look at the round two pick, Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. We're going to look at the round three one, Zach Harrison out of Ohio State. We'll see what's happening in the division, and then we'll look ahead through rounds four to seven to find out what we're doing today. So come along with me. Enjoy this ride. All right, so I'm not going to lie to you. When I first saw the pick, I was extremely disappointed. I'm like, yo, we're trading up again. I, I overreacted on, on Facebook. I was like, well, we've, we've invested seven picks in this regime to the to the interior offensive line right and so i'm really like yo we're just missing after missing calm down looked at it all right so we switched twos and gave up a four right that kind of messes with our fluidity in this draft in particular but we have two fours next year because of the calvin ridley trade so it's kind of a wash there right and then next year's picks are always devalued told you about the chart yesterday so the one i was in reference to was Jalen mayfield right we did trade up for Mayfield. Use a third round pick on him. He's terrible, right? He is, he is not good, and you need competition for him. This was the pick to go ahead and say, "Hey, we missed." You know what I'm saying? And you could be upset about it, like I was at first. But a team recognizing their misses is one of the smartest things. It shows smart organizational skill, right? Because people hold on to picks way longer than they should have. Jalen Mayfield was a third round pick out of Michigan super young super unrefined they were like you know we're gonna try with them we're gonna work with them two years in they're they're understanding hey he he's not it I think he was out of the 81 interior lineman he was like 64 or 75 at one point the last season um you know out of that out of that same type of line mindset you got McGarry McGarry's good you know what I'm saying and then another thing about Bergeron which I didn't exactly know is that he could play swing tackle. You know what I'm saying? So you're solidifying the, the right side of your line, but you can also, if the time rises that Matthews is is going ahead and getting long in the tooth, going to retire and whatnot, you have someone to slide into that tackle spot. And Matthews has been hurt. So, you know, he's, he's extremely durable in the sense that he can play games, but there's been multiple times in the season where he isn't 100%. You see a clear draft philosophy, right, where it's, okay, we're getting a dynamic running back, and then we're going to get somebody to beef up that interior line so that a lot of these zone powers, a lot of these um, straight-up-the-gut plays, they're going to be able to move. And so I, I, I was upset at first, but I can live with the pick. I can live with the pick, right? Um. I wasn't really ecstatic about the idea that giving up that fourth, knowing that we don't have a five or six in this draft, is is kind of like, yo, you're really pigeonholing yourself. And you had two fours. You had two fours. And my thinking was you were going to parlay the second four into a five or six. You know what I'm saying? Because 
as it stands right now, you're, you're so in untuned for the draft unless you're going to look to get an immediate return on the Calvin Ridley pick by trading your four next year. You're really not going to be a factor in day two today at all. You know what I'm saying? But you saw your guy, you identified him, you wanted to go get him. You know, I'm willing to give it a chance. I'm willing to give it a chance. And I feel as though what this pick in particular solidified is that they understood they're they're officially on the hot seat. They're officially on the hot seat. Like, to hell with the future picks because I might not be here if I don't make sure that my team is in the best position to win today. Seven win seasons back-to-back. The NFL stands for not for long. You know what I'm saying? We can we can sugarcoat it how we want to that we were, you know, in the in the hunt for the division last year. We still won seven games, right? Like it is it is more than time to go ahead and be pushing toward at minimum uh, a nine win season. You know, preferably double digits, but at minimum a nine win season. That could be a lot for a team, but like this coaching staff has been together for three years. This uh front office has been there for three years. It is it is absolutely necessary that this team starts moving in the right direction. So, and and I felt as though, especially with like the linebackers and the edge that were on the board at that time, what they were really saying is that like, hey, we we think we're good on defense. We spent a lot of money on defense this this past year um, through free agency, and we ain't spending nothing extra in terms of high value and picks. I I really understood it it really feels as though they understand positional value outside of the first round right um you know my thoughts on Bijan yesterday but this really is like hey you identified a guy there there wasn't a run on tackles at any point but immediately after them uh the Saints and the Panthers picked and then the pick after that there was a trade out so it seems as though and that was what pick 41 the Falcons initially drafted at 44, so they identified that, like, hey, it could have been something that it, it could have been to where the guy wasn't there. So I understand it. Maybe not necessarily agree with it, but I like the fact that there was a pivot. I like the fact that they identified, hey, we whiffed on it, and, and they're making right on it. All right, round three. So they picked this kid, Zach Harrison, out of um, Ohio State. I'm not going to lie to you. I had no idea who this cat was. I wasn't attunely locked into it. When I went and looked at his grades, there had like there was there was a bunch of like low three, high four round grades on him. And then there was like one outlier that had him as a low two. Um, so it was looking like pick 75 might have been just right around the time, maybe a little high, but knowing uh, your draft board, knowing that you don't have many picks left and whatnot, it seems as though they were they were kind of the mindset. Hey, let's let's go ahead and get this pass rushers. The measurables are off the chain. Six five, two seventy five, long arms, fast, quick. The only thing that concerns me: very low production. Uh, stayed in school for four years, played all four years. Oh, had about. 18 tackles for loss and 11 sacks but they're registered up to 13. The main thing that I like about him is this was kind of like an arrogant pick. So he stayed all four years, only 21, right? Doesn't turn 22 until next year after actually graduated 17. So 
he is actually very much a future pick. He is a pick that like Calais Campbell is going to come in. He's going to uh, be holding down that starting spot this year. This cat's going to be a rotational player. And like round three, you're going to be a future starter on this team. You know, if things go well, you apply yourself, all that good stuff. And that kind of has me thinking that even though they understand the urgency of this year in this draft, they're still operating under the mindset that like, hey, we're going to be here next year. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're going to pick guys that are going to fit into our long-term developmental plan, right? So they're not panicking, even though they understand the urgency of this year's draft. And that is, that's not a bad thing. It doesn't make me feel as though they're in a position to where they're going to straight up, like, detriment the future by trying to, uh, by trying to overcompensate for the fact that they missed on picks or that they've had a bad team for a couple years. So when I look at it, I'm very excited that they decided to address something defensively through the draft because in free agency, it's like a 30% hit rate, right? 33%, basically one out of three hit. And so you can't expect all your free agents to just be massive hits. You got to build through the draft as well. And so when you see that, I'm, I'm really excited, right? Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to, um, we'll be able to actually see this guy play meaningful this year. But one of the things that I really, really liked, so he had, I think it was seven forced fumbles over the course of his career. Five came through his senior season. He had two and a half sacks his first year, two and a half his second year, two and a half his third year, four and a half last year, Right. So, like, very consistent production or whatever, it looks as though he's starting to put it together. So, like, leaving his junior year, he wouldn't have been an NFL player. Leaving his senior year, he's a day three draft pick. Like, had something happened and he had the red shirt, it, it really leads me to believe that, like, yo, he might have been a second round or a late first round pick next year. So that goes to see that goes to say like okay he's putting it together right and his best best football may be in front of him still a young cat so I'm I'm very very like encouraged by that and I can't wait to actually see him see him play this year Hey you guys it's your boy Q City as you know I love Atlanta its teams its venues but more importantly its culture creators 15XV, like the Roman numeral, is a brand line dedicated to capturing the essence of the city. Their gifted artists have clothing that not only show their support for the thriving Atlanta teams, but also show their true talent. Black created, owned, and operated, 15 has a special offer for Birds of a Feather listeners. Go to 15.weebly.com and type in promo code QCity15 to get 15% off on your first order. That's Q-C-I-T-Y. One five for fifteen percent off on your first order. Fifteen f i f t x v n dot weebly dot com. Excellence is waiting for you. All right, now if you look through the division, right? First team you got Carolina. They chose Jonathan Mingo in the second, right? So they traded DJ Moore uh, to to go ahead and move up to one to get their quarterback. All right, let's go ahead and start to replace some of those weapons, right? So they got Jonathan Mingo, big guy, um, Ole Miss, I think it was. It, it seems like their team building is kind of like we have a decent defense. Let's go ahead and get the offense and and get the team 
going in the right direction that it needs to go, right? Now, their third round pick, DJ Johnson, the end, that seems to be like a rotational piece. That seems to be a depth piece. Uh, they're going to pay Brian Burns a, a shit ton of money. So, like, no one's really worried about that one. Um, but it just seems to, it seems to go, like, when you don't know exactly where to go offensive or defensively, you go ahead and go on the line. I was very, very surprised that Carolina didn't try to get a running back at any point in time. I wasn't. I'm not exactly tuned in to see who exactly was available on the board in the third round like that. I know there was only like four elite prospects at running back and all four were pretty much gone by the start of the third round. So I'm not surprised that they didn't reach for a running back, but I am very I am very surprised that like they didn't try to trade back, trade down or anything like that. In fact, they traded up to get DJ Johnson. So. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll move forward and see exactly how they're thinking and filling out their draft board. Um, but they have, like, three picks left. So this this should be interesting day three for Carolina. Tampa, right? So Tampa got Yaya DRB, the DN out of Louisville, in round three. Uh, it just seemed like a, seemed like a one, once again, line pick. Go ahead and get some depth. Viaveda is getting a little old. Um, they've got to rebuild that front seven, especially, especially if Devin White leaves. Like, it doesn't look like they're getting anything done. Usually, uh, deals are either made through trade or through, you know, filling out the, filling out the, uh, contract during their, during the draft time. So then they traded up in the second round to get the offensive tackle out of, where is it at? The offensive tackle out of North Dakota State. Cody, Cody Mausch, Mosh, whatever that is. Point of the thing is, swing tackle, can play inside. They traded up to get him. They are they are really beefing that offensive line, right? They, they've invested a lot in it. So yesterday, if you remember, they got a D tackle. Today, they got a D end and an offensive lineman. This team is building itself to pound the rock, run the ball, um, and, and stop you from running the ball. That's once again playing towards their division right i i am just like i'm really really liking their team building style right now then we go to the ain'ts right so they got isaiah falski the dn out of notre dame actually the person i expected the falcons to pick instead of uh matthew bergeron when they when they went up either him or the linebacker but the saints got him and then in the third round they went running back uh the keandre miller so it looks as though they're they're very big on building their D line back up, right? Because we stole one of their guys away from them. They went D tackle yesterday, D in today, and then running back in the third round. That was kind of that was kind of surprising. I don't feel like Kamara's falling off a cliff or anything like that. Mark Ingram's done, <laughs> right? So you do need to uh, fit that production. Uh, but yeah, they they were ready to go ahead and kind of flip the page they've always been big on running back tandems but that's with sean payton we i really don't know dennis allen's philosophy strictly because they've never really had a true quarterback to evaluate right so building out their draft board it looks as though they're gonna try to stop the run right build the line up and when i looked at keandre he seems to be kind of like an alva Kamara clone in the sense of like pass catching so I'm not exactly sure 
if their whole philosophy is to just spread out, throw the ball, use screens and like screens, draws uh, out the backfield as extensions of run, extension of the run play. Or if their whole philosophy is, you know, we're just going to go five wide and throw it all over the field. It should be pretty interesting and we'll see how they round out in for the rest of day three. All right, so rounds four through seven. I would love to take a flyer on a wide receiver in round four, depending on who's left. Uh, we still got the Tennessee pick from the Julio trade. Um, I would love some corner depth and and just line play, offensive and defensive. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to get a guy late. Uh, if I'm going um, line play super, super late, like round seven, I'm going defensive. We got one four. Like I said, from the Julio trade, and then we got two sevens. Uh, one of them was from the Bills, I think. Uh, somebody somebody went to the Bills. Point is, we are not factors at all. Three picks in the last three in the last four rounds, and you know, no compensaries. This it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to be movers and shakers. Now we have the ability to mortgage tomorrow for today. It it is there, right? I just don't think it's the best move. We have our fourth round pick from the Calvin Ridley trade, and then we have our sixth round pick from the Deion Jones trade for, for Cleveland. We can move either one of those picks to move into this year's draft, but I feel like the only reason you do that is if you're exclusively targeting somebody who has dropped just drastically. Not going to lie. Ringo. Uh, once again, I am a Hurricane fan. I'm not a I'm not a Bulldog fan, but Keely Ringo was a five star prospect coming out of school. Um, he had a first round grade on him for the longest. You know he's gotten some trouble. His measurables weren't great. Whatever. If he's there in round like six, eh, I wouldn't be opposed to trading a seven and a six next year to go ahead and move up and get him. He, maybe even at the end of round five. So. Uh, headed out there today once again live from the live from kc i'm gonna check it out the draft has been like a super cool experience um i came out here more so as a business trip i'm definitely gonna gonna bring the fellas or or the fam next year i'm not really sure but it, it's a it's a great environment so whatever city it's in next year i'm definitely coming out uh Follow me at QCity11 on Twitter and Instagram. And then please go like and subscribe the podcast. Like and subscribe. Gnome Productions. Good noise on my ears on YouTube. Uh, that's G-N-O-M-E Productions at YouTube. And I will hear from, I will, I won't hear from y'all. Y'all will hear from me. <laughs> y'all will hear from me again um, at the end of day three. All right. Catch you later. Looking like I hit the lotto. I wanna hide it like mulatto. I'm on hand, she on Moscato. I'm in them good till tomorrow. I'm a robber for the narrows. Yo, little lows, I'ma put you on payroll. You smell that aroma? Design it, yeah, it's a party, yo. Pop a Corona? She moving the body, she working them heels. Gotta go get him mentality. Gross it bad, full of salary. On the believe had what she telling me. Keep a 20 on my case emergency. I wake up early every morning. Thank the Lord and get the band. Hustle hard, get the cash. That first, then I'll show him my ass. Gotta go get him mentality. 
Grocery bag full of celery. Yeah. I don't believe half what she telling me. Fast. Keep a 20 on me case emergency. My, my, my babies, that's who I grind for. That's who I do it for. Like the Navy, that's who I'm toting that iron for. Keep one in the head like a thought, nigga. Yeah, I fuck with Ty, he a boss, nigga. Put on that neck, I exhaust, nigga. Niggas cross me, so I cross, nigga. No script was lit last night. 500, what it cost, nigga. Shit was really legit last night. Had them hoes at the house, nigga. Instagram, Snapchat, Triller. What they say about Jay, he a go getter. Used to have them fat sacks in the grove, nigga. Late nights, early morning, my dough, nigga. You smell that aroma? Design the air, it's a party, hell. Papa Corona, she moving the body, she working them heels. Gotta go get him mentality. Grocery bag full of celery. Only believe half what she telling me. Keep a 20 